Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And just before we begin the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors. ShopDrop is an iPhone app that lists every sample sale in New York. So if you want to buy designer clothes without breaking the bank, go to your iPhone and download the ShopDrop app today. And today we have Annie Ornstein on the show, the co-founder and producer of Spotlight on Women. She also hosts a radio show in Male Adumim. It's so incredible to have you here, finally. It's been a Thank really... Thank you so much for having me on the show. So excited to have you here. It's an amazing show you have. I'm so happy you've been listening to our interviews because you're one of the people we tried to cater to because you do provide a service for women in this industry. So let's dive right in and tell us a little bit about the shows you've produced. You know, was it back when you lived in the States or did it start when you were already living in Eretz Israel in Israel? Okay, so I moved to Israel around 15 years ago. Around 12 years ago, I got involved in producing shows for women in the arts. Um, well, when I came to live in Malaya Dumim, I, I met a friend who sings in five different languages, and we went together one night with a, a, another few friends to a competition for women in the arts, and she sang, and I sang, and she got she went along to the next level, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I just, that's how it started, a, a a bunch of years ago here, um, and I wanted to get involved. I was really inspired by what I saw in all the talented women that I was experiencing on that night, and I really wanted to be part of that whole endeavor, um, and I got involved from then, from then around 10, it was over 10 years ago already that I started working with the artists and meeting performers and um Seeking, seeking to give them a stage uh, for their voice, for their talents. So. so this sounds so interesting because it sounds like you stepped off the stage and sort of took a sideline right. role to, to create more opportunity for the women who are on the stage, which is really very selfless of you and, and meaningful. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's interesting you said that because um, I really feel that there are women that are so much more talented than I am, like yourself. I mean, oh, having so the ability sweet. to write music, uh, to create, to produce music, to hear and to collaborate, um, in, to take instruments and sounds and, and words and put them together. It's, it takes a lot of, uh, it's, it's a gift actually that I don't actually have that gift. So I might like, I might enjoy singing on one level, but um, once I realized that if I'm not singing something of my own, I don't necessarily feel the need to be up there. I, don't, uh, I never felt deserving necessarily to be up there um, because I knew that the women that were writing their own music really needed that stage, really needed that stage more than I did. So if I want to sing here and there, great, I can sing in the shower, I can go to an open mic, a karaoke maybe, yeah. But uh, but for the women like yourself that are writing music, it's, it's 
necessary for them to have the stage, for them to have the audience, for them to give it over to people. So I, I did take the sidelines. So, that, that. so I've heard you, I don't know if this was on your own, but you started Spotlight on Women. And this is a, an organization for, for women right. to really be able to, I remember, it, I still remember how you said it, but it was like for women to be on stage, I don't know what the implications are, but I'd like to have you elaborate more. Sure. So Spotlight Women has three pillars. We see, seek to discover, develop, and define who you are both on stage and off. Uh, it was created in 2010. I co-founded Spotlight Women with Rachel Grundman, who lives in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Um, she studied at the School of American Ballet in New York, and she came in as a as a judge for the competition that I that I produced for three years before we started Spotlight, and she brings out the definition element for the professional. Um, I stay in the, yeah, finding the talent, scouting, open mics. Um, I myself, because I haven't studied uh, music professionally, I like to find myself in the discovery. I identify more with, with the open mic, with just sharing of myself as I am, right? But there are every... Every woman finds herself in a different category. It's not necessary for everyone to get into the professional realm, but women should find themselves where they want to be. As long as they are able to express themselves, they will find fulfillment. So some women want it like some women are like myself that want to do it for fun. They want to do it here and there. It's very it's an important element to to have an opportunity to get up there and to express and to and to share. And for other women like yourself, I feel there are, there's there's a there's an important um, journey of from from the discovery to the development and to the definition stage. And when we get to the definition stage, there's you have an ability to really polish yourself, and that is where what I find to be valuable for Spotlight women. We want to bring kavod to the artists, like you mentioned, and to give them parnasa to, to the fairness, to say, now you're investing in yourself. You're developing, you're taking voice lessons, you're, you're putting money into, the, into, into yourself, you're, you're investing in yourself, and we want to show that hakarat tov and, and, and take you seriously as an artist and so that, you know, you could be paid. And that's ultimately our goal. We should always, we should be able to um, we should be able to have parnasa from it. So, but it, again, it's everyone finds themselves on, a, on their own stage in their own journey. So that's really beautiful. What what you offer here? Can you go a little deeper and tell us the services you provide or the assistance that you provide? Let's say let's start with someone who wants to sing for fun at open mics from time to time. So, what exactly does Spotlight on Women provide? Okay, so great. So thank you. So uh, uh, let's say in 2017, um, we held uh, two different types of seasons. One was um, a season of stage night uh, open mics, which were like mid-level development uh, performers, women that are developing their talent. They have music. They, they want that extra push. Um, 
Now, but obviously we start off with the regular classic open mics. We had a season of regular classic, classic open mics, which was the discovery stage of what we do. And women sign up for an open mic and they come in. I don't, I haven't necessarily met them before. They haven't necessarily been on the stage before. Some women say, get up on stage and they say, oh, I just sang this song for the first, I wrote this song three years ago and this is the first time I'm singing it. Or women will say, I, you know, it's so great to sing for women because I don't have to feel guilty singing for a mixed audience, let's say. Um, That's the, 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 the classic open mic and that's for the discovery, self-discovery, and the te- and for us to scout. And then we pull from there into the stage night. We take the best of those open mics, um, and they're more the intimate open mics, and we bring them into a stage night where it's open to the public more and pushed out um, for the general public that that they can appreciate it. It's things that we've seen already. Um, so that's the, the and that helps the artists develop themselves. So that's. So we have the open mics, classic, the stage night, um, which is for the development. We also had Voices of Hope, uh, which is an, was an event uh, in honor of International Women's Day last year. And it was also in honor of Jerusalem. And we also took women that are like the semi-professionals. They're building their repertoire. They're, they want to get in front of, uh, we offer them, offer them opportunities to get in front of the camera to create prom- promotional materials. Uh, we tape their we we tape their their songs so I could play on the radio. Different things, and also the definition part, the third prong of it, is as well um, coaching. I offer private coaching. Uh, Rachel will coach. She's a dancer, so she'll coach dancers, and I'll, I'll coach um, performers and help them along their journey of where they want to get to. As like as an agent type and to help them along their, along their, their journey. So we have that. Um, we, sometimes I write articles for these women in the paper. I wrote an article for Rika Razelle, um, a while back. And that was great. Um, that's for the J post in Jerusalem. So I encourage, I encourage also sometimes I feed other writers to write about other performers as well and it's an exciting journey and and so that's really nice what you're providing when you say coaching I guess you meant it in the more agent like uh agent like role am I correct or is it more professional actual coaching in the art no I'm more uh agent like meaning um what are our goals what are your goals where do you want to be where do you see yourself uh, six months from now, who's your target audience? I, I just come up with a lot of questions um, and I want to it to be driven by their vision, um, by the performer's vision. I want women to come to me and and, and I want to pull it, draw it out of them. Mm-hmm. Who do they want to give to? What do they want to give? Um, and they themselves have already, they already have the talent, they've already invested in themselves uh, professionally, and they want to push, push out there. So, for instance, I let's say Judith Berzy, who I heard heard you her on your show. Um, I've been working with her. I've had the privilege to work with her for, for the last ten years. So, so is that someone? Her is that an enough. example of someone you've discovered at one of those open mics? 
Right. So Judith Gersey, I started working with before when we, I was I was producing the competitions, and she was a finalist in the competition. And when we'd have the final show, I we, we needed more, and they needed more of a stage. She needed to build a repertoire, and that's where the open mics came about. And I would highlight her and bring her in, and and she would she started building her repertoire and having an audience, and and slowly, slowly. Um, from there, and then later on, when she already had her 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 music compiled and she was ready to put us a CD, so we worked together on filling out the form for Akum uh, to register her music to for it to be protected and for her to, for her it, to be able to publish her CD, um, and and it was a wonderful journey to be part of, you know, and I helped um, through one of these open mics through one of the stage nights that I brought her to last year, there was a woman that came in from Florida and said, wow, I want to bring her. And she brought her to Florida to sing. So I feel like I'm part of a, I'm part of their journey in, in certain ways. Um, I'm very blessed to be part of the journey. It's really incredible what you just described. It's, um, you know, really taking the artist through the process, through the nitty gritty the stuff that artists aren't usually good at, you know, they, they don't think that they need to protect their music and their copyright. They, they don't understand certain things that many people learn trial and error. Or some people are good at doing research and then figure all that out and then find a way to get it done. So it's really remarkable that you have, and they actually do this. So I, just the back end of it, besides for obviously you get, a lot of satisfaction out of this and you get to be part of major talent people's journey um do you so spotlight and women is a non-profit i would assume am i right yes so yeah cool. so really you, you put in all this work out of the goodness of your heart and you don't take anything you don't take a percentage of a show that for example judith gersey booked through your stage night right I mean, I know I'm being nitty gritty. I'm just trying to see you're really providing a service here and you're doing it literally out of the goodness of your heart. And I don't meet mm-hmm. people like you <laughs> every day. I we all have to transition as well. Meaning, as although I am not creating music, um, I do feel myself as being a creator. So there are times where I, for a long time, I was giving and giving and giving of myself because this was my dream. I was somehow being able to fulfill my dream by helping others fulfill their own. And I got a lot of sipuk, a lot of... Uh, um, satisfaction. I very good over it. Satisfaction. Right. I got a lot of satisfaction out of it. And, and sometimes that's... Um, sometimes you ride off of that satisfaction. And for a long time I did. Until I realized that I myself, although I'm not a performer, I myself have... I have self-discovered, thank God, I have developed over the years. And now I'm moving into that definition stage of my own, um, where I myself, you know, need a mentor, uh, people to follow, people to learn from, to help me grow and differentiate as well, to differentiate my product and not to just give it away, not to just give myself away. It's also self-worth, also also something of saying, saying I'm, I have something to give and um, 
and it's worth something. So it's a, that's also a transition for me. Like I'm right now at the cusp of going into that, pref- for, you know, personally, professional realm where I am not going to do my shows, right? Like not going to do my shows for free. Um, so although I when see the great need shows, of doing w- my, Sorry to interrupt, you know, but when so you say I, you're doing your shows, what do you mean? Putting up a performance where other people could perform? Like running, creating a show. Is that what you mean? Or actually right. putting- creating a show, enabling women to get up there. It's, it's very... Gives me a lot of satisfaction. These women come down off the stage and, you know, on a high. They're so grateful. And I remember that when we, when I, you know, met you at the Moshav event, um, you said you did such a beautiful job, and it Thank was, you. it was, uh, I, it, it just gives me a lot of satisfaction, right? So I'm, I'm learning how to, to give without depleting my energies and, and, and learning how to also um, to share the, I guess, hopefully, hopefully share the wealth, you know, like to. So you're transitioning. You're well. trying to make this professional because really, and with capitalism and in, in general, the way business works, when there's something in it for you, you're going to provide a better service, better product. Right. Right. Exactly. And take myself more seriously. So, so through through the coaching, through the mentoring, the artists, um, that's where I could also, God willing, uh, see myself, you know, really contributing and making my and, and making the pranasa, so that enables me to to create more events and create more shows. Well, I give you blessing that these hopes and dreams come true. For yourself, for all the women out there, for myself too. And I, so I, I heard you started Spotlight on Women radio show, which you get an hour a week on an actual radio station in Malaya Dumim, where you feature Kol Isha music and you have, you hold interviews. And it's a very unique and it might be even a first Kol Isha hour in Israel. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I was, this has been a dream of mine for a while. I mean, I think stemming from Judith Gersey's because I was, her music, because I was so attached to her growth. And I said, this music needs to be heard further out into the, by women around the world. I, I was aching for it for, for a few good years. And I finally uh, uh, found, I found a few courses. One course was in Tel Aviv. I would go. I'd have to go and pay a premium to get to Tel Aviv and drive out an hour and a half with the dog back and forth, and it's an intensive course. Um, and it was just a little bit, always a little bit too too expensive for me to do. And then I came across this course that was being offered in Maladumim, and it was much more uh, appropriate for my life at the time. And I took a ten week course, and they have a studio right here in the community center. Um, and I was so excited. They're like, when are you starting? I'm like, oh, you're not serious, right? I'm just taking a course. You're not actually giving me a show, are you? And they're like, when do you want your show? I'm like, oh, it was really a dream come true um, to be able to start taking uh, taking the music and your music and putting it and giving it, gifting it to women of the ra- around the world. That does sound like a dream come true. It's yeah. only in Israel, I would say. And um, I know that you actually your latest 
hour, your latest, you know, live show, you had Hanya Storch on your show, right. which we're hoping right. to have her eventually. So, you know, leading into my next question, and it really brings everything together. Um, so the vision is clearly there and you're putting in the hard work and you have so many years of experience and you're really looking to improve the quality and to create more opportunity and more stages. What, how do you feel things have changed over the years in terms of not opportunity necessarily or women discovering themselves, but uh, how has the market changed? Do women seem more interested in women-only events? Are women who are not necessarily interested in the arts more interested in only women shows? So I'm trying to see if there has been a shift in the women's market as an audience. I think that uh, every so often I come across women that haven't, that aren't used to coming to women-only events. What, what happened is that years ago when we started the comp when we had the competition 10, 12 years ago, um, it was to create a stage for professional artists so that they wouldn't have to compromise on their tour values and their passion for the arts, right? So that was why the competition came about um, then. And what, what our differentiating factor when we started Spotlight on Women was to just make it like a sisterhood, a camaraderie, a place that was uh, a place that that was of acceptance. Um, women could come as they are, whether or not they have makeup on or not. Meaning, however you are, come, express yourself, enjoy. So I think that it is appealing. It's starting to be more and more appealing. I, I find it to be. I don't even talk about necessarily Kolisha about the isur of singing for. For, for a man, because that's not why I create my shows, right? I create my shows out of the the in, the tremendous gratification that women can gift their voices and their messages to other women. So they're creating music for other women, okay? Um, so it's a sisterhood, and I'm and I think that also the other element why women would come to these to these women for women only shows is the element of achdu, of unifying one another, of taking um, a common language, which is music, art, dance, the, 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 the arts, and using that, to, that language of the arts to unify us, uh, where, wherever we are on the spectrum, religious or not. Um, and, and it's still new. It's still evolving. It's still evolving. I think... There's a lot of International Women's Day. Let's do things for women and things like that. Um, but there's people are the only stepping. It's for us as religious women. It's a it's a norm, right? It's become more of a norm, um, and, and encouraged even professional theater productions, women in theater, and the Gush productions, and all these different things that exist in in, in Israel. Um, and it's it's exciting. I think that women are getting a taste. That we 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 walk away from these shows, and I'm sure you feel it too. As it's like a taste of geula, like a a taste of redemption. I agree with you 100. percent I couldn't agree with you more. I did want to ask where you get funding for for these events because 
um, it costs a lot of money. I mean, I would put on my own events if they were completely free. You need you need staging, you need lighting, you need a sound system. You have to spend sometimes money on marketing and promoting the event itself. So, and I know we had this Atara slash Shark Tank event in Israel around Sukkot this past year. And we've met with someone, and I, you were one of the pitchers. Is that an example of someone who would support Spotlight on Women? Oh, I'm so grateful for that meeting um, back at the Inval that we had after was it after Spotlight last year. Um, Hanya Storch had organized it for us, and and I actually, um, I actually just today I spoke to Myrna, who she brought in to to for us to pitch to and and it was a wonderful um start a wonderful start because each time we step in front of somebody um that has an appreciation for the arts i i I haven't had so many opportunities to pitch really to patrons and so each time i do it, it challenges me to define what i'm doing to to articulate better who I am, what I have to offer, what spotlight is, and I was gracious. I was grateful that the, of the women in the room, most of them I, I had presented, represented in some way. Most of them I had been part of their journey as well over the years. So um, it was very validating for me in terms of the financial aspect. I did for last year. I had uh, um, I had a funding for the year and some of the shows I do on um, commission not commission excuse me on on percentage base like some of the open mics I'll pay I'll pay for the sounds and we split the proceeds at um, this amazing uh, venue in Jerusalem at the first station it's called Bula and that's where we held our open mics in the last uh, season the, the last two seasons actually last year and they just opened it last year. That's so interesting because you don't rely on outside funding for your events. You you literally invest your own your own self in time and money. You know, you almost took away my question, which was how do you do you see yourself how could you go into this business if the only way you can go into this business of charging or taking a percentage from an artist who's performing is if you really believe that that artist is going to make money, which is my common theme throughout this podcast so far, is, is this profitable? Is this monetizable? Is this sustainable or not? And your answer clearly points to yes. And your vision is so clear. And you're, you're, you've dedicated so much of your time. So I really admire you for that. And what you've done for me, just being able to come, you know, when I came for Sukkot and performed, you know, you you and so many others who allowed for that to happen, mm-hmm. I, I've benefited from your work, and I'm grateful mm-hmm. to you. And I, mm-hmm. I really hope that you're able to really succeed with what you're doing. I really wish you much success. And I give you an opportunity here to give some closing remarks. Or anything you'd like to say to the women out there, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your message or maybe, you know, call to action. <laughs> oh. This is your chance. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show um, and to talk about it and to talk about the journey. I really bless that each and every woman and girl could discover themselves, to, to confine, find the women around them that are tapped into themselves, so it's enough so that it inspires them to figure out what, what, are, what, are, what, are, what am I here for? What's my role in this world, right? So how do we figure out what our roles are in this world? It's by seeing other, other women in their element, doing their thing, running, following their dream. And we become inspired by them. We say, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Now, I don't want to be her, right? I want to be me. So my, my bracha, I think, would be is to find your authentic self, your, your authentic message um, to share with other women, meaning it's a world of collaboration and not competition. I say that so, all the time. Yeah. Don't, let's, let's find how we could appreciate each other's differences and, and really give each other the stage. Give each other a space. And when we're in the audience, we can learn. When we're on the stage, we can teach. So there is, a, we should feel like we're part of an ecosystem, in a sense, of givers and takers and learners. We have to, at first, we might have to learn. And we have to draw strength from others so that we can bring out strength and give strength to others as well. So it's, it's a, a give and take all the time. Um, which you are giving me today an opportunity to have a stage, and I appreciate it. Just like uh, I gave you a stage back at, you know, to go, whatever. But like, you know, what I'm saying, I appreciate it. I appreciate that there's this this um, camaraderie, there's this existence to together, this appreciation for one another. I appreciate you too, Annie. You're really such an inspiring person, and thank you so much for being on our show. I really feel like. I, you, you've uplifted me and that feels nice thank you thank you so much thank you so much if you have been enjoying this podcast please make sure to leave us a review subscribe and share this show with people you think may also enjoy it see you next time